It's the Friendly Fire Show episode 168 for the start of March 2021. I am one of your hosts, Steve from Survivor. And I'm Ben from Survivor. We're back. We are. And yeah. we had a lockdown. It ended. Did we? Is that the last thing we did? Time we talked? I can't uh, remember it was, anymore. It was two weeks ago, which is a long time in these trying times. Yes. Uh, yeah. We haven't talked about skydiving. I went skydiving. I didn't get to go to the tennis. Oh, that's right. That, Our lockdown gonna, was yeah. five days. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was a big deal. How did your skydive go? Uh, good, I guess. I don't know. I'll show you later. I, <laughs> I you have a video. <laughs> well, I'm not dead. Spoilers. So okay. Or maybe I'm a clone or something. And mm. uh, the skydiving place has really stepped up its game. It's like, this guy died. We need to replace his body so no one knows. No, it was, it was good. It, it felt like it took like 10 seconds from, from jumping to landing. Um, the video makes me look extremely fat because it had all these like things like super tight so I wouldn't die. And I'm just, I was just like, I'm hanging out of the harness and it's quite disgusting. Um, you know what? You're one of the least fat guys I know. So well, I'm sure it's fine. Well, I wrote down 80, 80 kilograms for the, the form. And last yeah. time I weighed myself, was like a year ago and I was 75 and I'm like, Oh, I'll round up that. That should be right. And they get you on the scale. And I was like 80.4. So I'm like, Oh, there's my, that's my COVID weight, I guess. Oh, 0.4. Lucky mm. you. Well, 5.4 kilos of COVID weight, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It was really good. Um, I'll show you the video later if you want, Ben, I don't know if I can show everybody, but if you know me, maybe I can sneak you a link. It's copyright held by the people so i don't think i can just like slap it up on youtube but it was good anyway that's who cares about that um you bought a house yep so that's extremely stressful that's why i played no games the past two weeks it is in a terrible condition right now it's got no we've ripped up the carpet there's no carpet it's half painted uh i've learned about floor joists i didn't know about that last week but i've nailed the floor back down because it was all squeaky uh yeah so i'm learning on the go do i want to ask for more information about floor joints no that's not. basically it apparently very common in two-story houses they just get squeaky under the carpet you got to screw them back in not nail screw uh yeah it's surprising amount of work having a house outrage should just bought a brand new house but anyhow well we bought a brand new house four years ago and there, i gotta do there's squeaky bits that i gotta fix i don't know how to do it maybe i will mm. talk to you later maybe we should just scrap this podcast altogether and start a home improvement one Hmm. Well, yeah, well, I'm not very good, but I am working on it. So well, you're, better than, you're better than me. And I refrain from going oh, 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 oh. like it's um, well, I didn't because I just did it. But anyway. the only good news is I've moved house like four times in the past four years or so, five years. Yeah. Uh, and every time there's been an MBM problem, like the port hasn't been on the wall. MBM won't install some nonsense. The worst one took five months to sort out. No Internet. This time I plugged in the box. And it worked. Nice. So, is it HFC? Yeah. No, it's fiber to the curb, uh, which is slower than my HFC in my rental place. But we can spend three grand to upgrade to fiber. And as much as that would be ridiculous. You definitely should eventually. I'm going to do it. The problem yeah. with HFC, and it's a problem that's plaguing survivors Hamish, um, is that the components that fuel these stupid proprietary HFC modems mm, are like box. in demand. To the point where like we don't have any replacement parts so we don't have replacement modems so if your hfc modem like dies you basically don't have mbn until that yep. problem is somehow rectified 
So that sucks. The problem a lot of people have is the previous tenant or owner or whatever just takes it with them, even though it clearly says do not remove from premises on it. People think, oh, I, I paid for MBN, this is mine. Uh, that happened to our house, but we have five to the curb, so they just sent us a new one. They've got loads of those, the white box. If you need the black one, the HFC, you're in trouble. You are stuffed. So yeah. uh, I hope mm. mine doesn't break. Now, with the week I've had and all the problems I've had, I've probably just like jinxed myself, but that's fine. Um, it's a good thing that there's no new actual games coming out because somehow I'm still super duper busy with stuff. Um, probably at the end of this podcast for the listening crew, I'm just going to tack on an interview I had with John Satterley, who's the CEO of Fortress Melbourne, now that that establishment is back up and running. So we had a, a chat yesterday that I can do stuff with. I'm talking to, I just talked to other people today about a game I can't talk about yet until two weeks or so from now. Mm. And there's other stuff, but it's all like, it's old games on new platforms is the easiest way to describe March, I would say, which means like, we're not really playing anything overly new, which is kind of boring. No, and that is a great segue into PlayStation State of Play, the most recent thing we haven't discussed. Actually, in the last two weeks, quite a lot have happened. PlayStation have had an event and Nintendo's had two yeah, uh, there was not a lot of news in either of them. So a few, the probably the biggest thing out of state of play is Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate is coming to PS5 on the 10th of June, and the PS4 version is on PlayStation Plus right now for free. Yes, old games, new platforms, literally mm-hmm. old games, very old games, slightly done nicer, new platform. Yeah. So, but you do get a free upgrade if you bought the game. If you get it through PlayStation Plus, you don't, but I think that's fair enough. It's, you know, you didn't buy it. You can't complain. You didn't get a free upgrade for something you didn't pay anything for. But it still looks and runs really nicely anyway. So you're not really missing out on much. It pushed the PS4 to its absolute limit. I didn't even play it on a pro. I played it on the base and it looked fantastic. Uh, And even look... So I jinxed us. I not only did I break your internet, I then forgot to re-record. So I'm an idiot, but whatever. Final Fantasy VII, let's like fly through some of this stuff. It is on PS5 in that integrated format. If you've paid for it in the past or you buy it, obviously new. And the difference between that and I guess the PlayStation Plus version is you get an extra chapter with Yuffie, Yuffie, that one. Um, The state of play was pretty much old games that we'd heard about before with either release dates or uh, like a deeper dive. One of the exceptions, I guess, is Sifu, which is a really cool looking uh, action martial arts game with a really kind of stylized look, which looks really neat. Um, But kind of on the whole, it wasn't a lot of new meaty stuff. And I guess the segue from that is talking about the Nintendo Direct, which happened, which was kind of the same thing. It's like things we kind of knew about, or there was new releases and new games kind of announced, but you know, like, that same trope of old game, new platform um, in a kind of like spluttery celebration of Zelda's 35th, Ben, what did, what did Nintendo decide to do? Mm, well, they didn't give us a very big, exciting announcement. There was no Zelda 3D All-Stars, which where we still could get later in the year like Mario. They went all out for Mario's 35th. Uh, side note, I'm not sure why 35th anniversary is that special. Like I get 25, 40, 50, but they went mad for Mario. Um, for Zelda, they're giving us Scarlet Sword HD, which is the third HD remake of a Zelda game. Interestingly, because Nintendo's only done 3D, three HD remasters ever, and they're all Zelda games. So make of that what you will. And they've run out, unless they do Breath of the Wild Ultra HD, 
They've all come out 10 years after the original game, so we could we should have predicted this. Uh, well, that's, that's not true because the two, two other remakes of Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, which are not HD. So anyway, they came out within 10 years. Um, yeah, so it's basically the least popular 3D Zelda game. Um, it's got some quirky designs. There's some probably, at the time it got, yes, it's got some waggle too. So the, the dungeon design is a bit weird. Uh, you had to play with motion controls. You had to have a Wii Motion Plus, which I think it came with because you couldn't play with a standard Wii Remote. Now, Nintendo have said the Joy-Cons are much more accurate than any Wii Remote ever was. So you can now play it how we intended 10 years ago. Or if you really want to, you can play how you want to play, which is with no motion controls. Uh, that's how I'll be playing because when I got this in 2011, it took me like a year to finish because I just kept procrastinating and thinking... Uh, like it's such a chore to sit around waving like it's so annoying so now you get to use the right thumbstick to still angle the sword because all the puzzles are based on that uh, yeah I think I'll get through it this time and I'm looking forward to going back to it because I can't actually remember the game at all that's all I remember it was, got a bit of a mixed reception people when it was announced um, but yeah I can't remember why like it was a lot about the motion controls because you had to take down bosses and like actually like do like yeah. it's that thing where like I just want to sit on a couch and hit a button. I don't want to be like hmm. we sportsing it when I'm playing Zelda. Um, and if buying the game isn't enough for you, you can also buy the game and then buy new Joy-Cons, which are like themed in, in Zelda style. Yeah, but Master I'm Sword not Shield. I'm not going to do that because it's going to be a Switch Pro soon. And actually, I bought the Hori ones, which are like the proper side like the real human hand joy cons they're not wireless at all they only work for handheld mode but i've much preferred playing switch with that because i can hold it properly so the small little joy cons anyhow um i will play that i'm excited to play it but it's an old game there were two new games of note there were a few but the two that kind of stood out from nintendo first party is splatoon 3 um, I don't think either of us have really gotten into Splatoon, so we probably can't deep dive into why we need a third one as opposed to just an expansion or DLC. I, I could barely tell you why that we needed Splatoon 2 compared to Splatoon 1. Like they put in like a, a boss, a salmon rush mode, which is kind of like a horde mode. But like, I can tell you why. That was because DLC. Splatoon 1 was on Wii and they thought, let's just get some sales on Switch with a whole new start. And that was probably a wise move. I didn't expect them to go Splatoon 3. I thought it was going to be like Mario Kart. One a generation would get Splatoon 3 on the Switch 2. But anyhow, uh, the other one was Mario Golf Super Rush, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, weirdly, there was no Mario Golf game on Wii, which still astonishes me. The last one was on GameCube for a console. There's been a few handheld ones. So I can see what they're doing this now. It's been a long time. It'll work well with the Joy-Con. I'm not going to play it with that. Uh, I'm not a golf fan, but I do like arcade golf games. Like we played a lot of Power Star Golf at the launch of the Xbox One. Yes. Probably the last golf game I played. So I might give this a spin. Well, yeah, I like we have Power Star Golf. We have like proper golf games. I, I kind of wish that we would have gotten like a, a Mario Strikers instead. And I'm, mm. I'm not like a huge um, football fan or anything like that i just like mario strikers um whereas... same type of thing it's like an arcadey version that's the mario sport games do well for a reason uh they just yeah they're fun to play yes um mm. so that was uh, like again like sony's it was it was stuff that was kind of neat but like you almost questioned why we were there for for the majority of the the, the direct um the pokemon direct 
which proceed or followed that was was a little bit more meaty in terms of new things but again like old games on new new platforms for sure mm-hmm. um and it's tied in because it's the 25th anniversary of pokemon they had a post malone virtual concert which will like feed into an album which will have post malone and Katy perry and someone else and they're announcing new artists and having extra concerts for the rest of this year in celebration of pokemon um they're remaking diamond and pearl which are on ds and ben that's like literally that's all right. i know about those games well so these were the games when i thought i was too old for pokemon uh, but I had one friend in high school. We would have been like 16, I think. Uh, and we both got one of them each. So we could trade between it on DS and sneakily doing it after school because it's like, this is uncool. But it was the time when I realized I'm just going to do what I want to do that I enjoy. So that's why I played Pokemon Diamond, I think. I think I still got it somewhere. Uh, so yeah, I'll play this again. Uh, it's from that, probably after that actually is when I lost touch, you know, I was old enough to go to a pub so i didn't play black and white uh but then i came back with like sun and moon when i was old enough to not want to go to the pub anymore so you know um or i didn't have enough money something happened uh yeah i think it's it looks very ds still like it's a remake in a sense that it's it's a little more switchy it kind of looks like blinks awakening on switch like it's they've kept it because they need to play in that kind of 2d top-down view it still looks kind of not cheap but it looks yeah they've, they've kept it a little bit outdated on purpose i think and it's probably a quick game to make that's why they're coming out this year it's easy to do and it's the 25th anniversary little effort uh, as possible i think is, is the the key there they will sell 20 million so it doesn't matter uh there was another game announced which was 22 another direct which was all about the games coming this year we should mention they did show pokemon snap new pokemon snap uh which is another blast from the plus kind of remade it's basically a remake um, now explain to me what you thought was happening in the 2022 game. Um, it, someone made a, like, I didn't see a whole bunch of it either. Cause I was trying to write about it. And then I just like, I didn't show very much. Pokemon. Hmm. It's someone made a joke. Like it's, it looks like they've taken, uh, Zelda and made it like more like Pokemon and taken Pokemon and made it more like Zelda. Hmm. So I don't know, like open worldy, lots of Japanese costumes, old things, wooden Pokeballs open world was the buzzword, but I don't know, like you'd look at people running around on the old Pokemon maps and you could just think that they were open world too. Like it's, I don't know, you're just moving in an environment. Did I answer yeah. your question or did I kind of just talk around it? I have no so, idea. So they didn't show us much. So they just kind of teased Pokemon legends with a small little gameplay clip. And they kind of said, this is set in the past in the same region as Diamond and Pearl, probably because it's easier to develop like that. Uh, and they, they kind of showed like, oh, but even though this is in old timey times, you still use a Pokeball and you're doing the first ever Pokedex for this region. Uh, this hints towards what people have wanted the whole time. Like back in the Game Boy days, people said, imagine if there was a console Pokemon game that was open world and you could do whatever you want. And then they came to console with Switch. Uh, and it's just, it's still the handheld formula because that's what works. So yeah. they're hinting that they've, they've made it clear this is not in the main series in case it flops. And there are loads of Pokemon spin-off games. So it is just another one of those at the moment, but they're trying different things. I, I think don't get your hopes too high because it's got that um, kind of that Japanese open world game where there's a lot of games like Dragon Ball Kakarot was like this, where it's open world-ish, but you hit a lot of invisible walls and it just feels a little bit clunky because it's just not what that kind of development culture is nails to the same extent as like a European 
developer where it's kind of like we spent years making this world and then it's full of glitches. You know, yeah. the Japanese developers seem to be more limited, but the game works properly. Uh, different mindsets. So, yeah, be interesting to see how it works. But it's kind of cool to have a bit of a change up um, to the yeah. formula. So, absolutely. Might that's basically okay. it. But the Nintendo did give us a lot more for uh, Pokemon's 25th anniversary. So I'm hoping there's something for Zelda's 35th coming later in the year because maybe now they wanted to focus on Pokemon and later in the year they'll say, we remembered about Zelda too. <laughs> maybe. I wouldn't hold your breath, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll maybe. see. Maybe. Um, so that's all from the, the live streamy things. We had some news out of mm. um, Xbox, which is kind of neat. It's FPS boost. It's all backward compatible focused. Mm. Um, I think, so, I think we, we've been talking about this or dancing around it in the past. Um, a lot of old games obviously take advantage of, of the new current gen hardware. But um, if they have things like a capped frame rate, they won't have a better increased frame rate. They'll just be locked at 30 or whatever the developer set. Um, so Microsoft's trying to help select titles and it's not going to be across the board. Um, correct that and up their frame rate to something that the Xbox Series S or X is capable of. Um, there are four games, five games, five. one, two, three, four, five, five games that can do it. Uh, Far Cry 4, new Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. Um, most of those go up to a 60 frames per second boost. I think new Super Lucky's Tale can get to 120 if you have a mm. compliance monitor or TV. So that's kind of cool. What do you think about that, Ben? Good feature. Uh, yeah, the one that matters is going from that 30 to a, a locked 60. If that can happen. That's great. I would love to see it in a game that I haven't played and I want to play because out of this list, I've played four of them. I uh, have no interest in UFC. So... Yeah, there's, I'm not going to go back and play Watch Dogs 2 again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I haven't tried it, and I probably won't until they add a few more games. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Throw it's it cool. away. It's neat, but yeah. there's, there's, there's games that I want to play. I know, like, I'm complaining there's no, not any new games, but there's, I've still, like, I haven't finished Hitman or Hitman 2 or Hitman 3. So, mm, like, I'd rather good. play those over games that have an FPS boost. Um, yeah. How much cool. do you know about what's going on with Hogwarts Legacy? I know every single thing you wrote in the news article. That's all I know. Uh, uh, well, well then. <laughs> well, do you want to give me some backstory? Um, well, it's a Harry Potter RPG. It was announced last year at some point. Um, and it was pretty much announced around the same time that J.K. Rowling went on social media and just decided she hated transgender people. So... There was a lot of backlash from people saying, well, like, I like Harry Potter, but I'm not keen on what she's saying right now, um, which prompted a statement from Warner Brothers saying that she wasn't directly involved with the game. And that kind yeah. of died down. Paid a, her a lot of money. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've used your license. Da, 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 da. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, sometime last month, it was discovered that the lead designer on the game at avalanche studios i forget his name um launched a youtube channel a couple years back with just like anti-social justice warriors like attacking feminism defending men in companies accused of like sexual harassment and toxic workplaces and just like he doesn't seem like a, a decent person i guess is the best way to uh to summarize him so there's been a lot kind of going around the game 
Um, and recently there was a Bloom Bloomberg report that you can create basically like a trans a transgender wizard, which kind of spits in the face of JK Rowling, which I think is hilarious. Um, so you can pick like a body type and you can pick a, a voice, other masculine or feminine that doesn't necessarily have to match um, a, a traditional um, body type. And then you can go a step further from that and select um, either wizard or which to go with whatever you've selected so it's not like transgender per se but you can basically create a transgender character in your own mind because you have the flexibility Mm. which kind of is against what happened in like phoenix rising where you could pick like a female presenting person but as soon as you picked like a male sounding voice or a female sounding voice it like locked you into a gender that way so it's it's a little bit more flexible from the sound of it and it's basically just like haha in your face jk rowling i don't know if there's much more to say if you have any thoughts on it that's it, the news. It'd be something you would expect in the world of Harry Potter because this is a, a world where people can turn into a wolf or a rat or whatever. So, like, you know, no one's locked into their body type uh, or even their creature. So it's all mythological, like, you know, it's a fantasy world. Um, yeah, good on them for making a point of it, though, basically not in protest of J.K. Rowling, but just to kind of, yeah, say that they're not aligned with her beliefs. She won't be happy with it. And that's, that's just as good. (laughs) So perfect. Um, We had a surprise video game announcement uh, today, Ben, as as the day of recording. Do you want to get into it? It's neat looking. Uh, You can, I believe you're talking about aliens fighting, which is a new three player PVE uh, survival shooter. Now I'm excited about the PVE because we have so many three player threes, the buzz number at the moment in terms of all these, uh, apex legend style games so a pure co-op that you can play with your mates against the environment is actually very interesting to me because it's different yes and you can go offline and play just with like ai people um but it doesn't sound like it's like asynchronous like no one has to play as the alien against the like the marines you're playing as Mm. colonial marines and you're up against xenomorphs and like whalen yutani um there's five I don't know if that's right. There's a there's a number of scenarios um, that you can play, and there's like things like challenge cards which you can drop in to change how the scenario plays. Um, yeah, it's by Cold Iron, who I don't think have done anything. They're formed out of a whole bunch of other studios. Oh, no, that's good. But it, well, but it looks the screenshots yeah. look cool. The trailer looks cool. It's coming this year, like mid this year. So we won't have long to wait. The... To see if it sucks developers or at least publishers are not wanting to announce games until they're certain that this is coming out and we can get this done. Now, I, I did get a feel of Evolve from this, which was a game that was fantastic to play if you happened to have the people you were playing with right next to you, which is how no one played that game and it's why it failed. So yeah. you got great media previews because that's how we played it. And then when it came out in the real world, the idiots you played with online just were not fun at all. So uh, hard to avoid, and I guess that's where the AI option comes in. You can play with your um, yourself, basically. But yeah. yeah, that's almost my worry with these games. Are they going to be good if you only have two people, or you only have yourself, or you have total randoms playing with you? Uh, wait and see. Yeah, well, hopefully the AI is smart, and you can at least leverage them if you need to. But yeah, who who hmm. knows? That's that's probably me being too. Uh, too hopeful of of said ai <laughs> system but whatever um what else other news need for speed has delayed is delayed um mm. because criterion who work on need for speed are going to help dice work on battlefield 
which is supposed to come out this year and we know nothing about it. So I don't, that seems problematic to me. <laughs> I think, I think this is another case of they haven't shown it because they don't know what they're going to get to by the end of the year, which is why they've done this. They've, they've obviously realized that in the current situation, the normal practices of dive staff going in and working hundred hour weeks is not going to work. They need extra studio support and they've picked battlefield is the big money maker for ea this year i'm looking forward to a battlefield it's been enough time without one without a new yeah. one um that it should be pretty good so yeah i'm a little bit worried that we don't know anything there would normally be the big press trips have already happened by now or they would be happening very soon obviously they won't happen now they would just be a live stream or something um yeah, it's, it's a little concerning. But on the other hand, maybe they've realized that to get this done, we need support. So we're going to focus on one big game rather than our usual four. And their sport games will come out as well, of course. So it could be a promising way. Maybe they just decided we don't want to crunch these developers in their own home. Or maybe they've realized they can't make them do it at home because eventually their, their partners are going to bring them dinner and just be like, here you go, stop working. So, <laughs> be done. Yeah. yeah or bandwidth. <laughs> or, yeah, there's like a million reasons why. Um, mm. I... I'm optimistic. It sounds like it'll be a good move. And it sounds like EA is being a little bit more friendly to developers. So they're not stressing out like you were saying. Um, have you had a chance to do a lot of the uh, Xbox Game Pass streaming to your Android device? It's technically not that in Australia. It's just the xCloud preview program or whatever it's That's called. That's what we're but- in. I play a little bit. Uh, not as much as I'd hope to have played by now. There's a small selection of games available through xCloud uh, and you can also stream from your console any game. So they're two separate things. As we keep pointing out, Xbox has done a bad job of making those clearly different. They are different things. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's you know, your Forza uh, Horizon 4, your Halo Master Chief Collection, for some reason Cricket 19, these games are on uh, Android. It works pretty well. So I'm playing with the Kishi, the Kishi Razer controller, which is basically turns your phone into a switch. I yeah. think a bit a bit easier than the the clip that we used at E3 with your phone above a normal controller. It's just a bit awkward to play like that. That's what I still use. Yeah. So I think it works pretty well. Uh, so at the moment, it's streamed in 720p, which is fine for your phone. Like you're not going to notice the difference between 720 and 1080 on such a small screen. The reason I think they're trialing 1080 uh, for xCloud at the moment is because eventually they want to bring this to PC and directly to smart TVs. So there, a 720 stream is not going to cut it. A 4K stream is not going to work. So if they can get a stable 1080 stream, whether that works in Australia is probably going to depend if you got fiber to the premises or any of the others. Uh, but yeah, like it'll let you toggle, no doubt, when they get to that stage. We talked about xCloud and Game Pass so much. So but we haven't really used it because of where we are. So we, yeah, we just need to wait and see how it works. Well, hopefully it's neat. Hopefully it's cool. Hopefully it works. Um, mm. And if, you know, other people have to try something and we get the benefits of it because we had to wait, I guess like that's a benefit to having to wait. Not that it's fun yeah. to wait, but you know. I they mean? don't want to bomb. Like Stadia is already done. There's so many other attempted streams that Xbox taking this super slow is probably the way to go. Yeah. Well, and Stadia's just, you know, like killed all their dev teams and stuff. So Stadia's spiraling down to exactly Um, this week in delays. I'm sure it's not going to be the last one this month or this year. uh, Destiny 2's Witch Queen 
expansion was delayed into 2022. They're going to do another chapter in an expansion plan for this year. And I forget what it's called. Lightbringer. No, not that. Something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. whatever. Uh, What else is cancelled, Ben? E3 2021 is not happening. So we had grand plans to go last year. We we knew we weren't going to go this year, but now we've confirmed that. So maybe 22 will be our E3 swan song delayed two years. Who knows? It Probably was nice not. just having that little bit of hope that we were still going to go, Ben. Like, I know, I know yeah. it's no, not, not a chance, but it was well, kind of nice just happen. being like, maybe, maybe everything somehow happens. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. That's not true. Australia is definitely going to be okay by then, but I wouldn't think that the States or LA specifically is going to be okay. well. They could do an E3 here on New Zealand. They're pretty good. We could all go to New Zealand for E3. Just Australia, uh, that'd be good. They could. They've got Gabe Newell's there. He can do something. Phil Spencer can come in on the screen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, no surprise. Apparently, they're thinking about doing a digital event. That's not really going to work. I don't think it'll be interesting to see if E3 comes back from this. It was already struggling to kind of know what it was. Is it trying to be that big media trade show? Is it trying to be open to the public? What's it trying to do? A lot of publishers were done. Um, one or two things it either won't come back or it'll come back. It will be a bit more sure of what it wants to be and it will get that publisher support. It'll go beg PlayStation and uh, EA and whoever else left to come back for an attempt to reboot basically. So the time off might not be that bad. It's kind of like, a yeah, they've had some time off. If they're going to come back, it needs to be worked out in a new format uh, and something that's going to be successful. Yeah, and I think it's just that thing of, like, all the publishers know they can do it themselves, so mm. why? And, like, Activision, Sony, EA have already basically pulled out. And, you know, like, I think Phil Spencer's like, oh, we're going to support the ASA, we're going to support this. But, like, why? Like, there's there's got to be something better that can be yeah, done well, i don't know what that is, is but that's not my job i don't care if there's no more e3 it means you'll never get the chance to stay at the hotel cecil ever again because you stayed there i had forgotten about this please, until it, please it came, back, came back on netflix in this documentary and you were there that year it was gross it it was gross that documentary is bullshit though it's just like people on youtube like talking about their weird conspiracy theories very very uh very quickly into it um but that hotel was disgusting and that was my first t3 and we stayed there because we didn't know any better and then i tell you what i never went anywhere near that place because it is actually terrifying it's terrifying in so many ways i'm sure i've told the story where i was walking back to that hotel and i was following this gigantic dude who was like almost naked swinging a bat singing a song about going to get crack like it was it was not a great place to be so i'm Mm. very sorry for that poor canadian backpacker who ended up in the water tank but i'm grossed out at the thought of her being in the water tank so that's that that, that's a great place to leave it the the real cecil hotel you heard it right there not what you've heard on netflix (sighs) gross Mm. Yeah, That's anyway. Um, ben, how do we follow you and see things that you do and etc.? cetera? Uh, I am Ben underscore Salter on Twitter and yourself. I am, what am I, SWriteAU on mm. social medias. I'm not on that new one. What's it called? Broadcast or whatever. No, I'm just I don't even know Twitter, what it is. So. I'm too old to know what these things That's are it. anymore. Yeah. I don't even care. All right, mm. well, follow us there. Go to the website. Um, hopefully I can fix whatever I broke so it's not running like a... 
turtle stuck in molasses. Hmm, I don't okay. know. All right. Have a good and night, we'll, Ben. We'll see you next time.